Want to listen to the news and have a great time? Tune in to Trident News and listen to two clods on the internet talk and joke about news. I'm Mahan. And I'm Nathan. Our goal is to keep you amused for the duration of this episode. While also keeping you informed. So enough with the introductions, let's get the show on the road. Hey everyone, welcome to Trident News. I'm Mahan. And I'm Nathan. This is the first episode of Trident News, uh, so welcome anybody that's new. And welcome back to anybody that came from our original podcast, the ANN Podcast. This is just the ANN Podcast rebooted. And we are going to be looking through the news. Yeah, it should be uh, pretty fun. So um, Nathan is uh, going uh, going through uh, CNN's resources, and um, I'm going to be going through the World Health Organization's uh, resources, so, um, we'll just see how that turns out. Ahan, you want to take it away first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, what so, as so the front page, I think this is, uh, today? Um, no, uh, but, uh, it came out, uh, two days ago, but, um, basically, they're saying that in Cambodia, there are, um, uh, they're dealing with measles and COVID-19 at the same time, so uh, it's really difficult uh, uh, back there. And um, lots of them are having to leave their homes, staying at hospital for quite a long time, and most hospitals are already filled up. But Not very the good. yeah, but the World Health Organization is uh, gratefully taking care of that, and they are supplying Cambodia with immunization. And they're all being uh, pretty careful, and uh, lots of people with um, the measles are getting cured. Except, uh, so, yeah, and uh, uh, I just want to also give a shout out to the WHO because they're risking some, uh, they're risking some people to get coronavirus by just even just living back in Cambodia to treat the measles. But, um... It's great that uh, the World Health Organization is still um, helping them out because having the measles and coronavirus should be really difficult to cope with. So Imagine having the measles along with COVID-19 during flu season where people are getting sick. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to live there. I mean, this is why people wash their hands. It's a protection measure uh, against a lot of sicknesses. Basically, you don't want to get COVID and then get the measles on top of that and then get the flu on top of that. That's not good. So, uh, thank goodness this is in, in flu season, but people are still getting sick. So, uh, it's not very good news that they're getting a bunch of, uh, like two different sicknesses during a pandemic, but it is pretty nice. It is pretty, uh. It makes me smile how the WHO is trying their best to help people out. Uh, I have an article pulled up on CNN Health. This, the, headline is called, the headline says, After saving his own life with a repurposed drug, a professor reviews every drug being tried against COVID-19. Here's what he found. Um, this was posted uh, about two days ago on uh, Sunday, June 28th. Well, two days ago for where I am. Ahan and I are in, are in two different time zones. But uh, it says, uh, basically, 
this uh, this professor, David Fad Fadgenbaum. I I don't know how to say that. If uh, if any of you know how to pronounce that, I probably butchered that name. Uh, this person, I'm just gonna call him Doctor D. Uh, Dr. D takes three life-saving pills. He wakes up his 21-month-old daughter, Amelia, to help feed her. He usually grabs some Greek yogurt to eat quickly before sitting down in his home office. That's every morning. I am just reading off of what it's saying. Then he spends the, uh, he spends the uh, most of the next 14 hours leading dozens of fellow researchers and volunteers in a systematic review of all the drugs that physicians and researchers have used so far to treat uh, COVID-19, such as remdesivir, chloroquine, I don't know how that's pronounced. Uh, his team has already poured over more than 8,000 papers on how to treat coronavirus patients. That's a lot of papers. That's, that's a lot of writing. And that's a lot of trees. Um... Let's see here. Okay, uh, I'm just going to skip ahead of it. It says, Against epic odds, he found a drug that saved his own life six years ago by creating a collaborative method for organizing medical research that could be applicable to thousands of human diseases. Nice. So, uh, he found a drug that saved his life. Six years ago, that was in 2014 about. Uh, and by creating a collaborative method for organizing medical research. Uh, so he found this drug by creating a organized medical research method. And this could be, uh, and this could help treat a bunch of other diseases. I hope I'm paraphrasing this right. Uh... Wait, hold on. Alright, uh, let's see here. After seeing how the same type of flares of immune signaling cells called cy uh, cytokine storms... Hold on, how's that pronounced? Cytokine? I think it's pronounced cytokine. Uh, called cytokine storms... Uh, but after seeing how the same types of flares of immune signaling cells called cytokine storms, so those are immune signaling cells, after seeing how the same types of flares of immune signaling cells called cytokine storms, so these are the different types of cells, uh, these uh, cytokine storms killed both Castleman and COVID-19 patients alike. His lab has devoted nearly all of its resources to aiding doctors fighting the pandemic. That's actually some pretty good news, but uh, immune signaling cells killing COVID-19 uh, COVID patients and others. J uh, during a cytokine storm, the body's uh, overactive immune response begins to attack its own cells rather than just the virus. I've actually heard of this. Uh, the cells pretty much get confused and say, hold on, is this a virus cell or is this a virus cell? Uh, I'm gonna take my chances, and they end up, uh, attacking their own cells, which is not good, and, uh, that's, that's not good. I've actually heard of this happening. Uh, 
when, the, when that inflammatory response occurs in COVID-19 patients, cytokines are often the culprit for severe lung, lung damage. My goodness. Uh, uh, lung damage, organ failure, uh, that's blood clots or pneumonia that kills them. Okay. So to recap, basically the immune signaling cells attack their own uh, attack the own their own cells rather than just the virus cells and this can trigger uh, and this can this can trigger um, what's it lung damage organ failure blood clots or pneumonia and that's that can be lethal uh, that's not that's not good uh, having personal experience and tamping down his own cytokine responses gives him a unique insight I'm alive because of a purpose drug, he said, uh, a repurposed drug, he said. Now repurposing old drugs to fight similar symptoms caused by a novel virus has become a global imperative. That's interesting. I do. Um, Ahan, do you have anything else one, anything to uh, talk about? This one was released uh, in Mongolia. I, well, uh, the, the headline is children's book released to help children cope with COVID-19. Uh, so the book is called My Hero Is You, and um, it's made for children aged what? Oh, that's cute. That's cute. The yeah. the the name. My is Hero cute. Is You. It's made for children uh, that are uh, six to eleven years Go old on. to understand coronavirus, and uh, it's now avail uh, available in a video format and uh. So, um, as many children throughout Mongolia, uh, the World Health Organization helped and, uh, supported the book, and they spread it to, like, literally every child in Mongolia with coronavirus, and it was supported by Save the Children in Mongolia. The book, uh, yeah, the book itself is, uh, nice. uh so there's a dragon, and uh, there's a kid on the dragon, and uh, with the help of the creature, uh, his name is Ario. Uh, it helps. Uh, the book explains like how uh, they can protect protect themselves, their families, and friends from coronavirus, and how to manage difficult emotions when confronted with a new and rapidly changing reality. It should be. Yeah, so, so oh, it's like, uh, so it's like, uh, I actually uh, searched um, it up. so it's like uh, a kid does everything normal, but then an Ario is kind of like uh, a correction bot, autocorrect, that just says like, nope, this stuff is wrong, you should just, uh, you should wash your hands instead. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I hate autocorrect. <laughs> Have you guys seen any of those autocorrect fails? Those are so funny. But this isn't what this podcast is about. The story uh, was Anyways, shaped by on, more than 1,700 children, pay parents, caregivers, and teachers from all around the world who took their time to share how they're coping with the impact of COVID-19. And it was invaluable to the scriptwriter uh, and the project team. Uh, uh, and it made sure that and they made sure that the story and its messages resonated with children from dif different backgrounds and continents. 
it's uh it's really cool in fact um i'll also put the video for it in the description uh yeah <laughs> hold on uh i'm actually i actually oh, really? found one on uh cnn yeah i found uh yeah. i found a headline on the book but you just took but you just talked about it uh, so I found another one, and this one actually talks about the best face mask, the best face mask, I cannot talk today, the best face mask material and fit, uh, and this, and it's about a bunch of people that, stu that took, that made a study about, uh, what, uh, what protects you best and what protects other people best, so they, uh, they, compared a hold on com they compared a um what's it ah, I, I can't remember so they they compared a well-fitted stitched mask like that's homemade that's made with two layers of quilting fabric and this actually turned out to be the most effective in stopping the spread of droplets from other people from other people's coughs so if you're sick uh this is like Make sure your masks that you make at home are, uh, are f fit, I, nice voice crack. Uh, make sure your masks fit well on your face. And, uh, use two layers of quilting fabric. Quilting fabric. They also, uh, compared, um, a loosely, uh, a loosely fitted, uh, face mask. Like one you can make with a handkerchief, uh, or a t-shirt. They also uh, use a bandana style covering, a cone style non-sterile uh, non commercial mask that you can usually find at uh, pharmacies. The researchers said they chose to test these styles of face covering because they are readily available and you can find them. These are found at like pharmacies and stuff and they don't draw away from the supply of medical grade masks and respirators for people that actually need them that are working in like hospitals and stuff and uh the study actually turned out pretty interesting so uh while there are a, a lot of uh previous studies on the effectiveness of these different uh medical grade equipment uh there's not a lot of uh information about the cloth uh the cloth based coverings that people make themselves that are most accessible to us right now um, and, uh, well, with the stitched cotton mask, the, the one that the study said did the best, actually went, uh, the droplets traveled 2.5 inches, which is, uh, not very far. So, they are, this one actually did the best out of all of them. With the, uh, with the cotton handkerchief that you just, like, fold up a cotton handkerchief, put a, like a, a rubber band in there. Oh, whoa. They actually traveled that, that one is foot like, and three that inches. That's like surprisingly that's far. far. Yeah, that is pretty far. This is why social distancing is a good thing. Because you stay six feet, or is it six? It, it's six feet. Uh, and with the cone style mask, uh, the droplets traveled about eight inches. So those uh, those blue ones that you can oh. find at pharmacies that are like uh, cone shaped, those traveled, yeah, those blue mo those blue ones 
traveled about eight inches. So in the article, the one that seems to do the 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 worst in like covering up your face and the droplets was actually the uh, the the folded one, the cotton handkerchief, because it actually it traveled uh, in total it traveled 15 inches, or one foot and three inches, which is pretty far. And not only that, but it went through the mask, but it also went up uh, through the top, like where the nose is. And it went up towards the forehead, and it went, like, it actually went up. Uh, but then again, uh, a lot of homemade masks do that. Like the cotton handkerchief, while it did travel 2.5 inches, it still leaked from the top. Uh, so uh, make sure nobody puts their face on top of yours. That was a joke. <laughs> and basically all the masks leaked from the top, but you can limit how far you can, uh, how far they go through the mask based on how you make the mask. So the, the stitched one, to recap, the stitched one made with two, uh, uh, that was well fitted and made with two quilted, uh, uh, cotton layers of of cotton fabric traveled 2.5 inches. The cone, uh, the cone style mask that you can find that's like blue and like goes around your head, traveled around eight inches. Uh, and the uh, folded cotton ha handkerchief that people uh, make, and, uh, I'm just trying to stretch it out. The folded cotton handkerchief uh, traveled one foot and three inches so uh you guys know which one is the best so uh this is information we can work with on to you hon i think this is the la uh, about as much time well i guess that's just about as much time that we have for this episode music that you hear fading in over our voices is sphere by creo if you did enjoy us, make sure to give us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. If you do do that, we really appreciate it since it really helps us out a lot. Stick around for the next episode. See ya. Bye.